0: this time mm. my cousin before I left she was like you know find a cafe down while you're in Paris and you know make an episode while you're there and I kind of like ignored it and put it off simply because like I just wanted to be in the moment I didn't want to do anything but what I wanted to do down there in the pod making a podcast episode definitely wasn't one of those things and then my friend had hit me um, and he was like, you know, do me a favor. I don't know if you have the equipment while you're down there, but do me a favor and make an episode. Um, I feel like, you know, and if you don't do it, make it when you first come back, I feel like you it can, something can really special, something special can really, I don't know why I can't talk. But he was, I'm sorry, he was like, something special can really come out of it. So I'm like, okay, there's two people that have told me, like, this podcast episode, you know, I really don't force myself, because like I stated, like, the purpose of my podcast is just, like, a therapy for me, like, verbal, a verbal journal, <laughs> as opposed to just writing. So, like, I don't force myself to do it just to do it, like, it really has to be, I have to be in a space, I guess. And I really, it has to be meaningful and purposeful on this journey. Uh, But the more I sat on it, the more I thought on it. I'm like, well, there's two people, you know, on this trip. I really want to, you know, learn more about myself and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, cool. The more I sat on it, then I texted him. I'm like, a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, you know, I got what I'm gonna make this podcast. Like I got the content for this podcast episode. Um, so th- the title of it is "Man, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want?" So, as I was thinking, so one of the things that we did while we were there, we did a lot. It was you, my best friend. One of the things that we did while we were there, we went on a champagne tour and the drive was like a two hour drive it didn't feel like a two hour drive but supposedly it was a two hour drive Um, and so during this two hour commute there and back one I sleep on long long drives I just uh, me and long drives we just don't mesh and I will fall asleep quick, like five minutes in the car like period (laughs) and so but at one point During this travel, like I was able to really think, right? And then the stuff that we did was like really relaxing, and it just gave me, specifically and especially the champagne tour, because like we were on the countryside of France. So I didn't just see Paris while I was there. I seen pretty much. Every, got to taste of every bit of France. Like, I wasn't just in Paris. I was in Reims. Reims. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but it's R-E-I-M-S, which is where the champagne, the vineyards are located uh, and where the champagne is produced. And then we went into these little small towns on the countryside where the vineyards are uh, located and where the grapes are harvested every year to make these champagnes and wines and things like that. So we got to see the countryside. We went to Versailles, which was like another little town where the Versailles Palace is, or the Palace of Versailles, I'm sorry, is. And then we went to Cerise for shopping. And then um, I think Disneyland is also located in Cerise, but we ended up going to whatever City in France, Disneyland is located. So I got to see a little bit of everything, not just Paris, which I was very grateful for because I I just love learning life. I'm a learner of life, so I love having experiences that I can go back and and just you know that helps me as a person and personally and professionally, I guess. Um, and I like doing it in a way. Where it doesn't seem like work or it doesn't seem like a burden, but at any point in time in my life, if I need to reference those experiences, I have those experiences for a point of reference type of thing. I don't know, it's weird. Um, and, but what I, what, back to what I was saying about the, the vegan. During that two hour ride, yes, I slept, but there was a point in time when my eyes were just closed and, um, I was just like in thought and then there was a point in time and that was before I ended up falling asleep like my eyes just closed and I was just in thought thinking and then there was a point in time where we were riding through the vineyards and they're like on these mountains these hills whatever so you're just riding up and down these mountains you're seeing nothing but greenery like all you see is the vineyards you may see the houses of the people that own the vineyards. But for the most part, you're only seeing these videos. So I had a lot of time to think. And, um, in those thoughts, I came up with what, like, the content of this podcast. And I kind of, like, took notes as I was doing it, as I was, as they came to mind. So I want to cover a few things in this podcast. Um... But I'm going to start with why I came up with the title, Man, What Do You Want? I feel like in that moment and during this trip, I really realized how important it is to know what you want at all times. You don't always have to, do, have to know what you want, but I think that knowing what you want is very pivotal for how you move through life. Um, and I think knowing what you want allows you to make the best of any experience. I think it allows you to sit in the uncomfort of being outside of your comfort zone. I think that it allows you to stay firm in every decision that you make. And I say that because there are points, there are areas of my life I'm I'm not completely sure about the route in which I want to take. And I see that in my actions. My actions are as intentional they're very impulsive in nature um versus the things that i know what i want they're very everything that i did in parent in parents was intentional i made intentional decisions while buying gifts and bringing gifts back to people um i intentionally allowed myself to disconnect from home until I got back in the hotel and just, you know, wanted to provide an update, whether it was social media, whether it was responding to people that reached out. I one of my friends specifically, he texted me and was like, please send me pictures personally. I get why you're not posting in real time, but I want to see. So like in those moments, I, I I heard what she said and I wasn't in an impulsive State so, like, oh, let me hurry up and respond to her, so that she's not feeling any kind of way um but I was intentional about waiting until we got back to the room, and it was a moment of just like I suffer from insomnia, I've recently seen a doctor, and I've done nothing she told me to do to correct this damn insomnia with everything that was going on, and I got an appointment with her in a month. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I suffer with insomnia. So during those points of insomnia, I um used that time to send the messages to my friend who was like, you know, send me this stuff, da 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 But I was it That just goes back to my intentionality. Like, I wanted to be in those moments. I was snapping pictures. I was taking videos more than I ever would but it was because i understand the importance of memories right so i'm at this point this pivotal point in my life where professionally i'm on track to where i want to be but there's this personal aspect of one in a family one in a husband one in children and but i and then there was also a point in time even though there were some things that happened i didn't let it ruin my night but the night of my party there was supposed to be a slideshow of pictures from throughout my life with people, friends, family, and things like that. And as I was putting this together, um, I asked my mom. And there was a point in time in my childhood where we pretty much lost everything that we had. And those family pictures were one of those things, um, were some of those things that we lost. So I really don't have a lot of pictures from my childhood other than... The pictures that like I've posted previously on Facebook from years ago before we lost everything, and then just like pictures that my dad had had, which wasn't a lot because my mama normally kept the pictures and so I realized the importance of having these memories because I don't have those memories to share with my kids like some people do like will have like I won't have those memories. So I was intentional about trying to record these things and I'm going to work to get these pictures printed off off my phone so that I can put them in a book and have those memories. But so I but I wasn't so impulsive to post like I didn't. Feel the need because if that meant I would have to turn on my internet, and that meant I was running up the internet that I was allowed before having to pay an overage, right? Because I didn't pay for an international plan, and I was gonna pay for an international plan, but then I thought about it and I'm like, why? Why am I paying for an international plan? These people will be okay. This is the one in a lifetime experience. You could disconnect for a couple of hours until you get back to the hotel and just hook up to the Wi Fi. Like, the people that need that need your itinerary has your itinerary, so they know where you are, they know what you're doing, um, if they should need to find you, if something was to happen, but my my faith is so strong in God that, like, I didn't even think nothing was going to happen to me, to, could be, to be completely honest, like, I was prayed over several times, I prayed myself before I left, and just this walk with God, I, like, I know I'm going to be good, like, because he's the head of my life, he ordered my steps, and that's just how my faith is set up, so I really didn't feel a need to buy an internet package, like, I did what I needed to do, what God had put on my heart to do. And I was to send my itinerary um, with times and dates and everything to my core family and then my core friends that weren't on the trip with me. Um, And I just let it be that. So I was very intentional in that matter. But I think that goes back to this idea of knowing what I want. I knew that I wanted to be in Paris. I knew that no matter what and no matter who came... I was going to, even if I had to go by myself, like I told myself, this is something you've always wanted to do. God has put you in a position to do it. You're doing it and you did it on your own. Like you and him, you got in that field with him and you made it happen from the jump. And from the very beginning of this year, this grad, this whole year of like this last year of school and me getting through this internship year, I said, I want a graduation shoot. I want a graduation party and I want a graduation trip. Each and every one happened right out the other. I had my graduation shoot, and again, being intentional, knowing what you want, making sure you make the best of whatever relationships you establish. Like my picture man came through for me. He was like, "Okay, you know what is it?" I told him like, "How much?" I don't short nobody. So I and I was upfront. I said, "How much will you charge me to to, to do X, Y, and Z?" This is what I want. How much would you charge me? I'm trying to see if I can fit it in my budget. If I can't fit it in my budget, then I'm just not gonna do the shoot. He's like, "Well, how much are you? How much do you have? How much?" And I gave him the price that I was willing to go no more than. Gave him that price. I promise you, we was out there for about five hours shooting at the price that I gave him, which with any other photographer, I would I pay half. The price that I would probably pay any other probably less than half the price that I would have paid any other photographer. But that's God, right? That's God. That's you. Being, that's me being intentional about who I was going to because I had people in my ear saying, "You should go to this person. You should go to this person. You let this person do your shoot." But I was intentional in who I let do my shoot and what I did and the steps that I took. Like quieted the noise around me and knew what I wanted. Knew what I wanted with knew what I wanted and was comfortable with what I wanted regardless of what everybody else felt about my decision. And then we had this party. Knew what I wanted. Didn't care what nobody else think thought. Think. Didn't care what nobody else thought. Um about the decisions I made, how it showed up. And I had the time of my life because everything was the way I wanted. It was a point in my and and it was a point in and this is why I love my friends. Like, because it was a point in during my party where there was supposed to be a video showing, but again, technical issues. It just did not go as planned, but I wasn't going to let that ruin. so I did it the best way I could. There were certain people listening to what was planned while other people were talking. Certain people was listening, and then I had certain people coming up to me was like, well, how much longer is this? Can can you just make it? Show-? No, because this is what I wanted, and this is how it's going to go, and you're going to sit here and listen because at the end of the day, Again, no man, what do you want? <laughs> know what you want. I knew what I wanted. I knew the vision for my party, and that's just how it went. And in that moment, I didn't let nobody upset me. I told people in the moment, please don't upset me because I knew what I wanted. I knew for that night I didn't want to get into it with nobody. I wanted to have a peaceful night. I wanted my night to go off as one as it should have, right? So in that moment going in, I knew what I wanted. I even told my friends. I I was texting my friend who's more who's more like a big sister to me. I've been knowing her since my freshman year of high school, and she was my mentor. She was a senior when I was, and I told she was a senior when I was a freshman. And I told her, I was like, um, I told her I was just like, I'm gonna be DOA. I'm giving DOA a whole not- a whole other meaning the night of this party. I'm gonna be drunk on arrival because. I just want to be in a moment. I want to have fun. And I just want to celebrate. Like, I want to celebrate. I want to be celebrated. And I only want to give attention to those who are there genuinely celebrating me. And I feel like everyone was, that showed up was. But in the event that there was a piss-poor-ass attitude that came, that showed up that night, I'm like, I just want to be in a moment. And because I've, me and God made this happen. I put it into the air and I've worked hard. I worked hard. Hard. So hard to pull that party out. Like going back like making two four hour drives there and back like total four hours to Chicago just to look at venues to meet with people like every weekend just about in March. From March to April I was in Chicago like every weekend. Um knowing what I knew about my car and just everything that I had going on financially and needing to finish the things that I need to finish with internship like I worked hard, I did a lot, I put sweat and tears into that party, so I'm glad, like, even though there were technical, technical issues, I knew, going into that party, that no matter what went wrong, I wanted to have a good night, like, I didn't want to be irritated, so it was easy for me to be like, okay, he told me one thing, it's not that, whatever, slide it under, it's water under the bridge, we we still gonna have a good night, um, and we just going to make it work that way. And so because I knew that I had a good night. Like I really believe because I knew what I wanted that night and I stuck to my guns about it that I had a good night. So that brings me to Paris. Like going into this, I there were a hell of people. Oh, no matter the cause, no matter what, I'm going to we I'm going to go. We're going to make it happen. Blah, blah, blah. I'm really looking forward to it. And when it came down to the wire, only one person was able to go. Um, and, but I told myself, even if my best friend wasn't able to go, knowing what I knew, I'm like, even if she wasn't able to go, then I was going to go by myself. I knew that I wanted to go to Paris. I knew that I had, I had trap. like, I don't like driving. And so it scared me to have to drive a U-Haul by myself. Like I knew when once I loaded up that U-Haul, when I first moved from Chicago to do this internship, I knew when I loaded up that U-Haul, got on the road by myself and made shit happen by myself and got here and figured it out by myself. And I'm not going to say I was by myself, but I was by myself. Of course, God was in this with me. But, like, I got down here. I did what I needed to do. And I did it alone. I did it alone. I did it alone. And I am I did it alone. And I knew right then and in that moment that anything that I wanted to do in this world, even if I had to do it alone, I was going to do it. And nothing was going to stop me from doing it. And that, because I knew that, well, whoever showed up up here is, I was going, (laughs) whether it was me by myself or like whatever, I was going and I was going to make sure that I enjoy Paris the way that I wanted to enjoy Paris, regardless of whatever, like, okay, you can do this, you spent, I get it, you spent your money. To be here so you want to do the things that you want to do as well okay that's fine you can do them and I'm not going to stop you for doing them but I'm also going to do what I want to do like and if you don't do what you want to do on this trip then like it's it's not my place to hold your hand and that went for anybody that went it's not my place to hold your hand like I'm letting you know that this is what I want to do this is the itinerary y'all don't have to. y'all can't do it y'all can't do it y'all don't have to do it whatever extra I want to do you don't necessarily have to do like but I'm gonna do What I want to do on this trip because since I was a little girl, I like I seen myself in Paris, I seen myself becoming a doctor, like all of these things I knew I wanted for myself. I seen myself in it so bad that like my hunger and my thirst for it has me in this moment. So when I went, so when I was planning this trip to Paris, I'm like, Yeah, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. I even did a little bit of research, like, okay, these are the things like what is this? What is this? Okay, yeah, this sounds good. This sounds good. And I put my itinerary together. And it it was a good, I think it was a damn good itinerary. Why? Because it was everything that I wanted to do in this season, in this moment of traveling to Paris. I remember vividly in high school, I took French for four years. I took honors French. Well, at Jones, all classes were honors. So I was in honors French one, two, and three. And then I took I took, even though I said I wasn't going to take it, I took AP French um my fourth year now when they say (laughs) if you don't use it you lose it I pretty much lost everything like I knew some stuff but I pretty much lost everything but the one thing I did remember about communication there is that they're very literal people so how we say check please in their eye, like it's not going to translate the same they say bill please like can I have the bill so I knew little things like that were important when like translating if I was when I was using a translator when you translate it of what to do and how to do it because they are and I knew like for instance how we would say like the red rabbit they'll say the rabbit first and then say red in their language so all their adjectives comes after the noun like I know I remember little things like that in order to be able to be like okay think about how to really translate what I'm saying so that they'll understand it um And, so, going, so, took French in four years, and I remember vividly, like, my parents weren't very present throughout the process of high school. I remember them coming to one event, and that was when, so I was a part of this organization called Alpha Jensen in High School, and we had an induction ceremony, um, and I remember them being there for the induction ceremony of us being inducted into this organization. After that, anything else I did, I was pretty independent, like maneuvering it on my own. Um, and so, this this trip to Paris, I had the opportunity to go to Paris because I'm in French. Had the opportunity to go to Paris to study abroad in high school. My parents did not attend the meeting, the mandatory meeting to informational. But my elementary school, middle school counselor um, attended. She, like, I, I don't know how. I don't remember the exact conversation of how it happened. But somehow me and her had a conversation in exchange. And again, I don't remember... And I ended up telling her about it and she made herself available to attend this meeting. And this is why I say you like as an as an as a child and as a teenager you don't really understand like you you hear it you hear it you take it in but you don't really understand when people say it is important to establish a network, to network and to maintain those relationships you hear it okay you just to get through it okay i'm be cool with this t-shirt because i need this recommendation right it's very self-centered and ego-driven when you're making these connections and these relationships as a child as an adolescent it's very very self-centered in the reason why you're doing these things as an adult It becomes a thing of gratitude, right? Of having these relationships. Because I'm very grateful to Miss Rafer. I know she's going to hate me calling her that because she's just... I remember meeting her after, like, in high school. Again, I was working for her as a personal assistant at one point, And she just told me don't call her Miss Rafer. Like, she's just not with it. But Miss Rafer, she... I'm very grateful for to her because she she made herself present for that meeting. It was an after school meeting, and in that, when she saw the price, she was like, "We could do this. We just have to fundraise," and that scared the hell out of me. As someone who, you know, I'm not gonna say I didn't have my parents' support because I they I'm they supported me in the ways that they knew how and the ways that they could at the time that they did it, right? But the support that I felt I needed as a child and as adolescent to pull off a fundraising anything to sponsor a trip to Paris. Because not only was I would, would I be responsible because regardless of what it looked like when it came to my mama and daddy, like we struggled, we had our struggles. And if you knew, you knew. And if you don't, you don't, and I'm not gonna get into it. But we had our struggles. And I just, I knew personally that I was not going to be able to afford, let alone the the price of the cost of just getting there, but also to have spending money to be there for a week. I I think it was two weeks that they were there. It was either seven to 14 days. I can't remember exactly, but I knew that it was going to take a lot of fundraising in order for me to not only be able to provide the cost of the trip, provide for the, the money for the cost of the trip but also to provide the money for spending money to have over there just to do whatever it is so that discouraged me because I after like again as a teenager I can't do this this is crazy like somebody like me where I'm from like this ain't happening like that's just what it came down to right in that moment but I'm there in this moment I'm very grateful because She's always, there was another point in time when we were on Facebook, I don't know what I posted, but she said, now we need to get you international about taking trips and traveling. And so she's always been one of those people to push me to my fullest and greatest potential, whatever that looked like. She's always wanted the best of me. She's always thought of me as someone who was deserving, right? So in this moment, I'm grateful for that because... I was able to give myself the same thing that she gave me years ago. I don't care what happens, who goes on this trip. I'm going by myself. One of my friends told me, I feel, I, oh, it's good that my um, your best friend is going with you. I felt bad if you, I would have felt bad if you were going along. Why? Why? And I told him why. You ain't feel that bad. I'm going along. I said that he looked at me like I was crazy. I don't care. Because at, this, uh, at the end of the day, I was going to go. And I didn't I don't I didn't care because I was deserving of that moment because it was something that I knew that I wanted. So man, what do you want? Like, as I talking about, man, what do you want? Like when when you come fucking with me, what do you want? Like, know what you want when you come to me. Like, because I know what I want and I'm gonna I'm not gonna shy away from telling you what I want. Am I gonna make it so that you feel entitled or obligated to give me what I want? Of course I'm not. But I know what I want. And so this Paris trip for me and everything I did to celebrate myself in this season was everything I could have dreamed of. Um, So that's why it's like, man, what do you want? Know what you want. Know what you want. into things for, right? So that brings me to the next, kind of the next thing of what I really wanted to go cover in this podcast. My friend was like... Do me a favor, you know, make this podcast. And when my cousin's like, you know, go sit in the coffee shop. I'm like, okay, what am I going to... Like, I'm in the moment. I'm trying to relax. I'm not trying to really talk and do all this. But I'm like, okay, cool. So, the next thing about... So, not only just just the foundation of the episode is just knowing what you want, right? So, that brings me to the next kind of part of the of this episode that I want to talk about. Um, this probably will be my longest episode, I'm gonna try and keep it short, but, um, it's a lot that I wanted to, like, address, and kind of, like, I don't want to really say unpack, but address within this, in terms of, like, the, the, the thinking that I was being, that I was able to do while over there, especially going through those vineyards, it just woke up, kind of that side of me that I felt I was losing, um, to this whole healing process of just going through the motion and feeling like burnt out, like I couldn't take no more mentally, like it just woke that side of me up. So the next part I wanted to address was there was this video of this man that went around that went viral, um, and I wanted to address that because my best friend received I I I. I don't know why I can't talk this week, y'all, but excuse me for all the stuttering and the likes and ums. Um, And then I say um again, right? But when I first heard it, it was because my best friend had played it several times because people had sent it to her. And she had played it. And then it was funny because my friend who asked me to make this podcast had sent it to me. And in short... The video of the man was saying, like, Paris is overrated. Take them, take out the rose-colored glasses. Paris is the ghetto. Blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to address this video because it came up several times. And then after my friend sent it to me, my big sister sent it to me. And after she sent it to me, um, one of my friends from college sent it to me. A girl that I knew that like I was associated with in college. Well, we weren't, we didn't really associate in college. It was after I graduated, after she left, that we started associating associ- associating with each other through social media. Um But that's my good sis. She a good time. She a good time in terms of a kiki. Um, she seemed like a good time in terms of partying, but she had sent it to me. <laughs> and so I essentially responded to each of them the same way with the same message, and so in the mess in the video, he goes on about how Paris food is trash, it's nothing to do in Paris. Only thing they have is their local eateries and their cafes, and you know, that's why they have a lot of fast food restaurants around that are like the more food chain, like McDonald's, Chipotle, Pop. They had a Popeyes, KFC, they had several KFCs, um, they had several McDonald's. They had a Burger King. They had a five they had several five guys. So they had they had which makes sense because it's a touristy area. Like you have to give people something that makes them feel like at home, even if I guess they can't get with your culture and the way that you do things or so whatever. So you have to give them something and at the end of the day, it's a tourist country. If those people know the tourists come in, they know those they know those restaurants. So they'll go to those restaurants without a doubt, which is constantly feeding money into your economy. So, the reason that they have them around is not because they were better than the places, the local places, because personally, I didn't care for their fast food, and it was one local fast food place that I tried. It's called Quick Something. I definitely didn't care for that at all. I personally like their local eateries better, and their cafes better. But, I think it was important for me to address that that video because it annoyed me slightly. And it annoyed me because I feel like again, knowing what you want is important. And of course, he, in that video I feel like he knew exactly. He didn't he didn't know what he wanted. I don't think he knew what he wanted. I think that he knew what to want based on what other people told him to want. He knew what other people wanted, and he adapted that. Or he knew what other people told him about this place, and that's what he adapted. I didn't go over there with some rose glasses on about Paris. Because, again, I had studied it for four years in high school. And not only that, but aside from... Studying, I've always wanted to be in Paris. I think the Eiffel Tower is one of the most beautiful monuments to ever exist in anywhere in the world, aside from like the pyramids over in Egypt and the waterfalls and the the safaris and things like that that's over in the different countries of Africa. I think the Eiffel Tower is one of the like one of the most beautiful things to visit like i that's just me personally. Um, so again, I knew what I wanted going in. I didn't go in with the expectation of what a movie or media because I know just how bad media can be the same because I'm from a city where they won't show you the good parts. they're only going to show you the bad parts. so when people visit they're like oh Chicago's not that bad Chicago is actually a beautiful city exactly because you're going based off what somebody else telling you again not knowing what you want if you know that you want to go explore somewhere because that's what you want to do and you want to get to know that place no matter what people tell you about it you're not going to see a rose glass you're not going to see something with a rose glass on because you're not adapting this this vision or this expect these expectations of that place based on what somebody else is because man, you know what you want? What do you want? Like, what do you want? So I knew personally that I wanted to go to Paris. But what annoyed me is because this video can be so fucking detrimental. And I'm sorry, I'm not sorry for my cursing. I curse a lot, it, and it's okay. Again, that's a part of me knowing who I am. Um, but I can hang with the best of them. Um, in terms of communication, but I'm going to curse a little because I just think, I just think it's fun. I don't know. I curse a lot, whatever. But that's why I think, I think it's really fucking detrimental to black people as a whole, but because I feel like more than anybody, and I can only speak for black people because I've only known, I only have the experience of a black person and I can't speak for every black person because I don't have the experience of every black person but I can only speak to what I my experience as a black person encountering the uh, black people that I've encountered it's very detrimental because social media right now has the whole the tightest grip on black people and I just want them to shut this shit down for at least a year at least a year six months to a year just shut this shit down because now we have a group of a generation of people that's out of touch with fucking reality based on everything, making decisions on life, again, not knowing what you want, knowing what social media told you to want. And so, when you have... And I'm, again, I am an advocate for black people. I love black people. I think, and I just Believe in the advancement of my people aside from what social media tell you to speak on in terms of our advancement. And one of those, one of those, like the biggest advancement to me is education. And it's not education in the sense of going into school for the amount of years that I've been in school, it's education in the sense of just being, just learning life, being a learner of life, and being able to be teachable regardless of what that looks like, right? So, Right now, in the age that we live in, social media is one of the ways that we're teaching people. And it has its pros and it has its cons. It has its days. It has its ways, right? I'm not completely against it. But I think it's, again, very detrimental to spew the shit that he spewed on that video. Knowing that a good a good majority of the audience that you're spewing this shit to, social media has a a, a hold on it, right? And I honestly think it's detrimental because everything that I feel like a lot of what was said was based in a miseducation of what Paris is and what France as a country is. Um, like and based on a lack of research, self-research, and I'm not talking about going on social media and seeing what other people like to do and what they say was good to do over there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going on social media. You see something you want to do, see it on there, and then you go read a review on a trip advisor and say, oh, well, these people are seeing this, and then you don't want to do it no more. That's not what I'm saying. That's not the type of research I'm seeing. The type of research I'm saying is like, I actually understanding the history and the culture. That's just like me. Assuming just because I'm black and my ancestors, even though I can't pinpoint exactly where, are from parts of Africa, countries in Africa. Um and saying that you basically just spewing ignorance based on my worldview of how things should be, or how I feel things should be, without going like that's if I go to Ghana, let's just use Ghana. If I go over there and not understanding their culture, understanding how the way they do things and get on social media and talk shit about it. And I felt and I my, again, what I'm saying is not law. I don't know this man. I'm just telling you what I got from. But based on what was said, what I got from is that you went based on social media and other people's lived experiences as opposed to doing the research on that culture for yourself. Um, and I say that to say, because one of the things that he pointed out was the idea of graffiti Um, and the buildings not being welcoming. And he made sure to point that out. But I feel like if you knew the history of France, in Paris in particular, they're very prideful people. They're very prideful about their history and strong in their history. They maintain their building structures based on that history. Like, there's a lot of history in those buildings and those structures and things like that. So, of course, they're not going to be modern. They're not going to be quote-unquote welcoming. But I thought they were very fucking welcoming. The big doors, the big glasses, like, I felt like royalty over there. I'm not even going to fucking lie to you. Like, shit, the doors where I come from. Listen, I ain't never seen no big ass doors like that stand on one building. I'ma just say that, and I'm just gonna keep it real with you. The big ass windows, the grand structure. Like I felt so small standing up against these buildings. Like I'm from Chicago, where we got skyscrapers and shit. And you, but no, it's a different type of grandiose feeling. But that's because I knew certain shit going in from stuff that I've researched stuff that I've learned throughout school like I just knew certain things from going going in so it wasn't that and then for them to say Paris is the ghetto I think that people get so caught up on this white is right that's your fucking fault because there's ghettos everywhere most white people ghetto as hell if I'm being honest with you most white people at their core are ghetto but we like to associate that with black people for because that's what white people didn't tell y'all ass to do. But I'm not even going to get into that. But for you, to, for you to be like, oh, it's ghetto. What did you think it was going to be? There are ghettos everywhere. Like ghetto is a, a place, a, like in its origin of that word, it's a place. So there are ghettos everywhere. There are pockets of ghettos everywhere. So what did you, like, what did you think? And that's I think that's the part that annoyed me the most because a lot of stuff was said said based in ignorance. And then another thing that he mentioned was the graffiti. But just go take a French class. Like, you know that that's a part of their culture. Like, and it's not so much so in a sense of, like, that's what they allow. But they have a lot of street artists over there. And it's no different from you going... Riding from one side of Chicago to the other and seeing it on the highway, seeing all the damn graffiti on the highways. Like it's, it's just what it is. Or no you no different from you going downtown Chicago where it's supposed to be beautiful at and you see a bunch of homeless people laying on the street. Like it's, it's no different from that. But again, we gotta start living in reality and not and knowing like what we want. Because if you know what you want, you not have you wouldn't be disappointed. Like, if you wouldn't go over there being disappointed and, and spewing ignorance like like this is, is essentially what it comes down to. And then, like, he was talking about the garbage on the street and showed the garbage. And my best friend said she saw garbage piled up like that. I personally didn't see garbage piled up like that. If, if I did, if I missed it, it was – that's how not bad it was because if it was piled up like that, I would remember seeing it on every corner, in every street. And – They had their garbage people out pretty frequently. But you got to understand, there are no alleys in Paris. Like, the alleys that we have in Chicago or certain parts of the U.S. um, in terms of, like, putting garbage out or having certain garbage days to sit garbage out. Like, it's different over there. And, again, you have all of these restaurants and their garbage is situated on the front. Much like in, um, I think it's New York. And then, like, how NOLA was for Mardi Gras. Like, it was bad like that. But again, they did a pretty good job to me maintaining it to the point where, like, it wasn't every, it wasn't overwhelming. When I went to NOLA, the garbage on the street doing Mardi Gras was overwhelming. And I feel like that's the one time you should be on top of garbage disposal. Like, making sure that you're constantly cleaning up. Like, I just personally think that every city has... Instruction has its ways, has its days, but I didn't think the garbage was overwhelming to the point where, like, he needed to make a video and be ignorant about it because you could go to New York and see it the same way. In fact, I was talking to one of my friends from high school about it, and he said that he was in New York, saw a brat big as a chihuahua running one side, running from one pile of a heap of garbage to another pile of a heap of garbage right across the street. We didn't encounter that. When I seen those rats, they were by the parks in the trees and stuff like that. I didn't see rats just roaming free, thank God because I don't I think that probably would have did it for me but um I didn't see but again rats are everywhere so uh, it's just like picking and choosing your battles and being being mindful and intentional about what you're putting out there to the world about these places because again it's detrimental for black people and people who are who need these experiences the most honestly like black people need these experiences the most you need to go experience other cultures. You need to... It's just, and it's not about uh you trying to not be black or get rid of your blackness or whatever the f- hell people be putting out there about understanding, like, white culture and things like that and exploring, like, places that, quote-unquote, don't want us. But if I'm being honest, I have friends straight from Cameroon and straight from from Nigeria, and they'll tell you that those places don't want black Americans either. So... Then they have their. In fact, I was talking to a man, entertaining a man. I ain't gonna start, say talk to entertaining a man. Didn't go far. I didn't it? Didn't last long. Nigerian man told me because he called me at three o'clock in the afternoon one time on a day that I had off, and I was working a full time job, going to school full time, and bartending, doing running my own business. That because I was in the bed at three o'clock in the afternoon, that I was a lazy American, and la- Americans are lazy, so they don't like us either, they have their, their shit too, and it's based on misconceptions, and I had to break it down to that nigga, like, hey, I, I don't know what you thought, but I ain't just some lazy ass bum running around, I barely, I, on, on average, I was getting about two to three hours, maybe five at most, uh, hours of sleep per night, out of the week. When you're supposed to get on average eight hours of sleep a night in order to be fully fucking functioning for the next day. So because of shit like that, it is important for us as a people to go out and explore. And when you push it out like this, it's detrimental because, again, social media has the tightest grip on black people right now. The tightest grip. And I hate it because a lot of shit be said in ignorance and it make it seem like the world is black and white. Right. When there's hella gray area, there's probably more gray area than there's a black white a black area area in a white area. So again, and then another thing he said was the nightlife was trash. And look at look where you are. You didn't go into the neighborhood like clearly you didn't do your research because you are a person of color. And parents, I ain't gonna say parents love people of color, but I'm gonna say this. There is a huge pop, um, a huge, a uh, huge, and I say this, I don't have statistics. I'm seeing this very like subjectively, with no factual evidence to back it up. I'm seeing it based on what I experienced over there. They have a huge pop uh, population of black people, more than I expected, in terms of the area that I was situated. The black people that I seen, they, I seen a good number of black people without going into the area that. Where the black people actually like live. And majority of the black people live. So you went to this club. that looks like a basic ass club. With a lot of Europeans. And this is not to talk shit about white people. Hear me when I say that. I'm not talking shit. But this is what you went to. And then you get over and say it's basic. Again you not going over there. And partying. Like you not finding the fun. And how they party. You not understanding their culture. But again you don't go with your people. You don't do your research about where your people are, essentially, and you end up in this club. You call it basic, but honestly, from the video, I ain't gonna say it looked basic because I'm the type of my, I'm I'm not gonna say it wasn't it wasn't basic because it definitely looked basic, like a basic like bar and lounge thing. But I'm also the type of person that will go somewhere and try it out, and if I don't like it, I'm gonna leave. I don't have to talk shit about it. I'm gonna leave or. I'll stay and I'll find my fun in it. Like, what are you? You went over there as an entitled American talking about, oh, well, you know, nobody can approach me and they say this is the city for love. You steady talking about they say, who? Like, any city could be the city for love. Like, y'all be going off this romanticized ass, media ass shit, not knowing what it is that y'all want, but what media has told y'all to want. And, Get over there and be upset. Like, if you're traveling, if your intentions for traveling is to find the love of your life or a dating partner, you're going to be disappointed every time. Because, like I said, I went over there and the niggas was looking. The niggas was looking. And one of them bought me, gave me and my best friend a free bottle of champagne. And then another one, we've been in communication. So... And was kind of upset and let down that I was leaving before his day off of work because he wanted to kick it, but I had I had to go. Like my, my flight was taking off early that morning, so to get on social media and spew that is detrimental. Because had I not, if I was one of those people that go based on, had I not went over there and seen it for myself, then I would be very up. Like I would I would have been discouraged from going, and that's why I say it's very detrimental to post shit like that, especially when pe- black people as a whole need to experience things like that. I think something else that that pissed me off about it was, and it didn't piss me off to the point where I didn't enjoy my trip, it just pissed me off to the point where like I sent my, my friend, my sister, and my other friend the long ass message about my experience over there. And, um, then after that I was cool. But he was just like, they don't approach you, or whatever. But, you over there probably didn't try to speak a lick of French, and I'm assuming I could be wrong because I don't know this man. I'm only one based off what he presented on social media. Everything is not black and white. There's gray. But um, you go over there probably didn't try to speak a lick of French, and honestly, what I learned is that, They're a lot friendlier to you as a foreigner when you at least attempt to speak their language whether it's just saying one word and trying to communicate whether it's um pulling out a trans uh, a translation app and typing whatever you need to type in English and then showing them the the french ver- the French translation of it like they're a lot more friendlier and will engage in conversation with you. Um, some of them are rude, don't get me wrong, there's rude people everywhere, because if they have their thoughts about you, and it, it comes off as someone who is a foreigner that doesn't speak French. Some of them don't take well to you, but that's anywhere, like, that's, any, you get that anywhere, being new to somewhere, or, hell, being black. You get that anywhere, right? So, but it wasn't just towards. It was just towards anybody that didn't attempt to... They're very prideful people. So, if you don't attempt to immerse yourself in their culture and understand their way of living and doing things the way that they live, then you're going to be you're gonna be upset. Parents, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, a lot of places in Europe probably won't be for you because they're not going to coddle you. They're not going to baby you. Like, those places are prideful in their history, and they're their, their full in their culture. So... But I've only been to France in here. I don't know. I can't speak for other places. London, you probably have a little bit more you know, lovely because they're all English. Well, uh, the language is English over there. But, again, they're going to have their, their, their thoughts about you. So, to get on social media and spew this is crazy to me. And I think it's very detrimental to black people. And I again, it goes back to knowing what, man, what do you want, knowing what you want, not based off what social media is telling you, not based off what your friend group is telling you, your circle around you. But knowing what it is that you want personally is important because then you move with intention. Everything you do is intentional. I could easily get on here. And say the things that I didn't like about Paris. They smoke way way too fucking much. Every time I turned around with a cigarette. But I could have easily got on social media and complained about that the whole time. I complained to my friends when they asked me, like, how was it? Oh, the smoke was just so bad. I could have complained about that the entire time, but I didn't. I could have complained about the food the entire time, but I didn't. Honestly, I enjoyed their food. There was one dish that I absolutely did not like. And it was not because the dish was nasty. It was pasta with a white sauce I don't know what um I don't know the exact sauce don't give me the lime but the lime was too heavy the lime that they sprinkled and either in the sauce or on top of the pasta it was just too citrusy it was too heavy they shouldn't have lightened the lime on that but again I didn't let that stop me I didn't have an attitude about it like I didn't be upset the whole damn trip because of the way that they cook their food. No, I found some on the meat. I tried a lot of stuff. I, I tried. I even tried their Chipotle and their Popeyes while I was over there. And again, their food is fresh. Their shit is not processed and you can taste the freshness. And I personally appreciated it. It didn't, the Popeyes didn't have like the Cajun that Cajun Louisiana feel to it in terms of the seasoning and a French fries. The majority of them were unsalted and I had to add salt to it. But I can't say that I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed trying their food. I think that Paris, and I'll give my tips at the end in terms of traveling there, but I think I would just go there to visit just to eat, like just to try the food because I enjoyed their food. I enjoyed trying their food. I enjoyed submerging myself in their culture immersing myself in their culture I love an immersive experience that's just me um but again it's about knowing what you want like knowing what it is that you want in terms of anything that you do in life and I just personally enjoyed their food I took a cooking class over there learn how to make mussels learn how to make salmon the correct way apparently we overcook, and um, a lot of people, the typical person, overcooked salmon. So, you know, I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed everything about the experience. It was everything I could have imagined. The shopping was, oh, top tier. But again, that's to be expected. It is fashion capital of the world. And this idea that that man got on that video saying it wasn't nothing to do in Paris. There's a lot of a lot of stuff to do in Paris. I think that. You just have to, again, stop going based off social media and what people telling you and what you expect it to be and do the research and find out what there is to do. I explored. I didn't only see Paris. I saw France. Like, I didn't go over there expecting to see France. I was going over there to experience Paris. That's it. But I saw France. Like, I saw France. I think the only thing that I didn't see is the real southern part of France where we saw where champagne is do uh, produced. We didn't see like uh, explore like where the the production of wine and stuff like the French wine, but we did uh, do champagne. And so I saw France, not just Paris. And I just think it depends on knowing what you want. Again, yeah, man, what do you want? Because <laughs> you're here me. What do you want? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that was the first. That was the like. I'm the second thing that I wanted to address in this podcast. And then, of course, every time I travel, I tend to learn more about myself. And this uh, was very important. A very important trip to learn about myself. Because this trip was the end of an era. Um, there's no more school for me. And I think a lot of my younger years were sacrificed with just making sure I was prioritizing and being responsible as far as getting through school and work and things like that. So this trip was really pivotal in me learning myself outside of that road. Just being free. Free from family. Free from friends, essentially. Free, just free from everything. Free from my own self-destructive thoughts. And just being in the moment. And... The... Mo- the <laughs> I would say the most important thing that I've learned about myself on this trip is that I am really a humble beast. And with that comes this idea, the most important idea that I've learned in terms of just interacting with the world is that it's very important to get outside of the places and things and from around the people that you are accustomed to. And when I say getting around, that, I don't mean just distance and location I mean mentally like really disconnected and being in the moment I think that I learned that it's important for me to do that I can't speak for anybody else I can only tell the next individual or advise or share wisdom that at some point in your life you should just disconnect from everything and every and just be in a moment and be present I think that's very important. And I think that's very important for me to have moments where I'm disconnected, where nobody can get through to me until I'm ready for them to get through to me. And I think that's important for me. Like, And I think I've always known this because every time I move and I move away, mentally I feel a burden lifted. Because you only have access to me to the extent that I have allow you to have access to me. And so if I don't wanna answer my phone, I don't have to answer my phone. I think living by myself has also reinforced this too, because again, most people are not gonna come visit me. And I'm not the type to inv- extend the invitation because I just feel like my house I have an open door policy with certain people. And so if you wanna come visit, you need to take the initiative. Um because I'm always like, well, you're more than welcome. Or, and then like previously when I moved, I made it known that I want visitors just because I'm living in this new area by myself. And I don't want people to think that I'm here by myself. So, um, you know, just visitors every now and then. Nobody really took me up on that offer. I'm not gonna beg nobody to take me off on that offer like and I understand everybody got their own shit going on and people like being in their house just like I like being in my house. so I've learned that that disconnecting peace and having that alone time is really important for me, and I think that's why I could never go and live with anyone and that's why I think I work so hard to maintain what I have. And to make sure I'm in a position where I don't have to live with anyone because it's not it's, it's not good for my mental. But I learned that in on this trip, you just kind of solidify the idea that it is important to really be in the moment and really be present in the moment, disconnected from everything and everybody around you. Because at the end of the day, home is gonna be there. And my faith is strong in God. That when I that when I pray my prayers, of seeing to it that I get to my destination and make it home safely, and that everybody that I'm attached to is there when I make it back, is alive when I make it back. Notice, I said alive. I didn't say I didn't say what what state. You know, I didn't say without issues. I didn't. I just said alive, so that I can hear their voice, go visit them, and know that when I hit back home that everybody's in one piece that's my faith so i'm not afraid from a disconnecting. and i also know that if for whatever reason that prayer doesn't go as i would have liked it to go on then it was in god's will for it to be that way and it was in god's will for me to be disconnected at the time in which whatever happened happened right so for me I just think it's important to disconnect um, and be present. And that's what I learned about myself. That when I go on trips, I want to be present. I want people around me that are in the moment with me and really enjoying the moment. Um, And who's not afraid to disconnect. Because I think disconnection is important when you are on group trips. When you're on a trip by yourself. And that's what, when I travel, that's what I've learned. That that's what I want and that's what I need. That's what I want and that's what I need. And again, man, what do you want? This podcast episode is all about knowing what you want, right? And that's what I want and that's what I need. I remember traveling to orlando when i was in when i was living in florida we did i spent my birthday in orlando for a weekend i remember um traveling to new orleans for one of my birthdays and my friend savior was with me and i think at that point that's when i realized that i enjoy people that are in the moment with me because there's and then this trip just reinforced that I enjoy people that are in the moment with me because I feel like it makes the trip that much better. Like, I enjoy my trip. My trip was everything. I was, Yeah, I just think that on this trip, I enjoy. I just, disconnection is, is important for me. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know, That that's, it's just important for me, and I, I need that when I go on trips, so I'm really excited about this Atlanta trip, because the person I'm going to Atlanta with, I, I just know it's going to be fun, like, I, I know that this next Atlanta vacation is going to be fun, and that's another point of intention for me, that anytime I go on a trip, that I'm in the moment, that I'm inviting people that I know it's going to be in the moment, um, Because I'm, I'm glad that it worked out the way it did and that it it was only my best friend with me because, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad it worked out that way, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm really a selfless person in a sense that, like, I try to make sure everybody is good around me and, like, I'm a host by nature, I guess. In terms of if I plan on making sure everybody is comfortable and they're doing everything they like to the point where I might lose myself. But on the trip, I was able to be in the moment. And no matter what happened on that trip, like the little kinks that happened, um, I was still able to be in the moment. And I was able to enjoy myself, do the things that I wanted to do without too much as worrying about what a shitload of people other wanted to do. Um, and was okay with... Okay, I'm gonna ask once if you say no, I'm leaving a no like and still was able to enjoy myself without overly worrying about people. a ton of people, so I think that's really important about being in in the moment um, so I'm glad that trip I was able to be in the moment. I was just able to disconnect um, and I brought up Fabia because like. Um, if I could have had one other person on the trip with me, two other people on the trip with me, um, I would have enjoyed Sabia. Like, I wish she could have made it, and I definitely would have enjoyed Layton. I wish she could have made it, because, yeah, I just, yeah, like, I feel like those were one of the three things that was missing, but I really enjoyed... This trip, and I just say that because I've—I think this is my first big trip that I took without Sabia. Every time I went out of town, the bigger ones, I was with Sabia, um, or when I tried something new, I should say, I was with Sabia. I so I think that's what I kind of missed about it. Like I, it's just one of those things where it's like if there was nothing wrong with me being there with my best friend. It's just. You know, you have those reflective moments. And there were moments where I had... I'm like, damn, I'm trying to... Like, I remember when we went to Disney for her birthday one year. For Savia's birthday. So, doing Disney, I'm like, damn. I know, you know. It, just, it was just like a memory. And it was just like, damn, I'm trying Disney in Paris. And Xavier, I am. It was just like one of those things. Um, and then shopping, like with the shopping, I had fun shopping, um, I definitely had fun shopping, but I, again, trying new things, trying new malls, the outlets in Tampa, I think every new outlet that I went to with, in, uh, in Tampa, in Florida, was with, so it was just, like, moments like that, where I'm just, like, just being intentional, um, and being present, uh, being present in every moment allows you to reflect on things in a way that allows you to acknowledge those feelings without it being a thing, um, and then going on. Because at one point I texted, I'm like, I wish you was here. Um, because I was just trying these things, these new things. And some of the things were new things that we tried together here backstage. stateside. And then with Layton, man, in terms of the walking and the public transportation, we would have been everywhere. Okay? Everywhere. Like I really wanted to ride a public transportation. Like I did ask wanted to ride. Like I rode it twice. But I did ask wanted to ride a public transportation. Like I was very, it was clean. And I just feel like you get a different. You get a different experience, and that'll go into my tips for here. It's like you get a different experience when you really get on. That's why I tell people when they come to Chicago, ride ride the bus, ride the train. If you downtown, ride the bus, ride the train. I ain't gonna tell you to ride it into the hoods, and, and you know, you don't know where that's that's jank. But if you downtown, get on the bus and train. Don't take an Uber. I just feel like it's you get a different experience. So. I just wish I could have rolled the trains more. And I think Layton would have been the funnest person to do that shit with. I'm not even gonna lie, cause like I don't know. It's something about I don't know, he's just one of my friends that don't that don't care about public transportation. Like you have your friends for everything, right? He wanted the friends that don't care about public transportation. And we would have been on that shit. Like, all right, we gonna figure this shit out. <laughs> like so like, stuff like that is is me being present in those moments allow me to realize what I want and what I like in, in, on trips. So that brings me to, like, my next little tidbit of, like, this idea of disconnecting from people around you and, like, changing your environment. Because I feel like oftentimes... People around me have a lot to say about the way I do things like, um, like I'm too prideful or I think I'm better than everybody or I'm like a know it all and blah, 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 but I think this experience made me really realize how much of a humble beast I am because While I had studied French for four years, I was humble enough to know, um, that I lost a lot of it, right? And I wasn't afraid to sound crazy trying to pronounce the words. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't... (laughs) become easily frustrated with trying to understand somebody that didn't understand English and trying to understand what they were saying. Um I didn't I wasn't quick to walk off if I didn't understand. Like I was really fucking patient. Like really patient, really hum- and willing to learn until I got it and understood. I don't give a fuck if it took 30 minutes for me to understand. I would have stood there for the whole 30 minutes to understand. Like but that speaks to my character and who I am as a person and I think that's why it's very important to know what you want know who you are because and be true to yourself true to you podcast but to be true to yourself because I don't know what nobody else around me does I am a learner of life and I will keep at something until I get it um if I'm interested in it and culture and experiences are, are two of the things and I'm very interested in it like just even the littlest things like I don't I'm not a sports watcher but I'll ask questions about it if I'm interested in whatever is going on at the moment and I won't stop asking until I understand it um same thing for music like I like music but I'm not really a big music head or music fan um, but I'll keep asking questions until I feel like I'm understanding it and understand the musician and where they coming from and I'll keep doing it. I don't care. I'll sit there for thirty minutes and I'll go down the rabbit hole about it. But that's because I'm a learner. Like I'm a learner and I don't care how nobody feel about that. The little snark, snark and snag remarks about me not being done with school, I'm done with school. Done completely. Um done completely. But I'm never gonna stop learning and that's what keeps me humble because i am always going to be learning um and i feel like i'm very humble in that and also like i have got there in front of my name and i have yet to be like correct anybody for calling me miss taylor you know, if you if you knew me before this doctor thing, yeah, I am who I am to you, right? Huh. Now, there's a certain that there, there's a couple of people that I haven't come into contact with. It, it's very much gonna give what it needs to give about that doctor. Yeah, you gonna call me doctor, but no. Um, I say that to say like I was in that like. I, but to the outside world, into the world that I exist in, or that I know to be my normal, this doctor thing is a thing for them, right? And it's a thing for me because I have worked hard to get. Like this is one of my biggest dreams. Paris is one of my wildest dreams. So like, all of this is a thing for me. But for the people around me, it's. I feel like it's a bigger thing in terms of like how they will react. How they will act if it were them. And I say that to say because like, I'm a doctor in Paris willing to take public transportation. I don't need no car service. I don't, I don't need, you know, I'm a doctor in Paris willing to put my pride and ego to the side about not understanding somebody and being patient with them to understand their language and immerse myself in their culture. Like, I am very much so a humble spirit and, For the longest I tried to dim my light for the sake of people saying that I think I'm better than everybody or this, that, and other. When in reality, like, no, you think I'm better than you. And that's your problem. Because being from around y'all, I realized, and nobody had to tell me, I realized this shit in myself, how much of a humble person I am. Like, I am humble as hell. I am so humble. I am like, even when I felt like the waiter, the waitress was being rude to us because we didn't speak French and we were trying to understand and, like, Mm -hmm. I was asking her questions and I could feel, like, there was a turning of the nose. I still humble myself in that moment to continue to ask questions to understand. Like, I didn't let my pride get in the way because, at the end of the day, I understand. It was a level of understanding that came with it. I was prepped for it, but there was also in the, mo- uh, in the moment level of understanding that came with it. But I realized just how humble I am. Like, I'm really, I'm really fucking humble. And I appreciate that about myself. Like, because that means that anywhere I want to go in the world, I can exist and I'll be okay. And that was the biggest takeaway for me from this. Like, anywhere I go, anything I do in this world, in this lifetime, it ain't going to be perfect. It's going to be a learning curve, but I'm going to be okay. And I can serve not only will I be able to survive but I'll be able to live enjoy it thrive and be in the moment with it like it may start off as survival but it'll eventually turn into this area this 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 thing of thriving and, and living and enjoying it and being present in the moment without being so caught up on the survival piece of it and I love that for me like I love that for me about me to me, everything. Like, I love that I gave, I was able to do this for myself and give myself this experience because and it also made me realize, like, there was a point in time when my <laughs> best friend was like, best friend, you need to stop cursing. We ran all these kids. Stop cursing. Stop saying the N-word. Why? Fuck these people. Not fuck them for real. Like, I, not fuck them, but fuck these people. Why am I changing who I am? Like, they ain't said nothing about it. And I heard them curse a couple of times. And hell, them people be letting their kids curse. So why am I going over here and changing who I am? No, to make somebody else feel comfortable. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's just what it is. So it's like knowing what you want. Like, I don't want to be in a space where I'm always thinking about what other people think about how I'm coming off. Fuck y'all. Because at the end of the day. In that moment, I, I, I learned that no matter how hard I attempted to understand their culture, it was still going to be somebody that I wasn't good enough for simply because I was American speaking language, speaking English and couldn't understand their language and didn't know how to speak their language. So, at the end of the day, fuck them. I'm going to curse. I'm going to do what I want. I don't care if these kids right here or not. These kids, they're not teaching their kids to be... Them kids was literally pushing through and it was it was one one moment we was at Disneyland we was going through the Allison Wonderland maze thing like on the movie and this one kid like bum rushed this other little girl to the point where the other little girl was looking sad to take a picture like push her out the way so yes fuck these kids they parents not teaching them to be clearly they parents teaching them to be rude I'm not curving my language now when I'm in a professional setting and I'm around somebody's kids, of so course I'm not going to curse like this. But I'm out. Free. These people don't understand half the shit I'm saying. Fuck them. And that may made me, make me, made me seem like a bad person. And that's not my attitude always. Like, of, of course, I think there's a time and a place for everything. Like, I'm not just going to be sitting cursing in front of nobody's kids. But I'm out and about enjoying my life the same way they're enjoying, enjoying their life. They're not thinking about me and how they're coming off to me. So why am I... Being out of this moment from being myself, I'm not, and I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the N word. They say it. Trust me, we just don't understand the language that they're the in or the words they use. They say it, and I'm gonna say it. I say it back home. I'm gonna say it. One, I don't even too much like using the N word, but I was being funny because of the um uh, because of the song "Niggas in Paris," and then I was just being funny, but. If I want to see it, I'm going to see it. And I think that's what I learned. Like, that's what I enjoy the most about this trip is that I was able to do the things that I wanted to do, be unapologetically me, and not care about it. Not care about it not one bit. Because at the end of the day, everybody's going to live their life the way they see fit, and so is Taylor. And in that moment, I was humble enough to know when to give the respect. And I wouldn't even say that because I was cursing, I was disrespectful, but I knew when to give the respect to that culture in the environment that I was in. But I'm out freely, these people not paying attention to me. I'm gonna say what I want to say and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that just that. But again, that's about knowing who you are, and knowing what you want. I want to be able to live a life where I'm just me saying what I want to say or doing what I want to do because for so much of my life I spend having to guard my tongue. But majority of my life, I've had to spend guarding my time pro- in a professional setting. My day-to-day involves me de-escalating situations, no matter how much, how escalated people come off to me, no matter how much they don't think about how, like, consider my feelings the way I'm considering theirs, considering my behaviors the way they're not considering their behaviors the way I'm considering mine's in terms of showing up with them. So, when in my free time when I'm traveling, I'm going to do what I want to do. And until I see now, when I go to Dubai... I've seen the rules, some of the rules. I, I don't know, I've seen it on, on Facebook, so I got to research to see how true it is. But you can't curse in public, or no, she's going to go to jail. Now, for something like that, then of course I'm going to modify my behaviors, because I don't go to jail back home, I'm not going to jail in another country. But as far as me just being out kicking it, with my friends and whoever else, I'm going to be me. And if that's too much for people around me, then... I don't know. It is what it is. You gotta do what's best for you and I'm gonna do what's best for me. And I, and that, and in this trip it realized, made me realize that you really have to change the environment and the people that you surround yourself with simply because people will have you feeling like you are like just the worst. The worst. But in this trip I realized that I'm really a, a humble a humble beast. And when I show up and, and the ways that I show up that makes you feel like I'm a know-it-all or you know, I'm not humble, I'm, I have a big ego, I'm prideful, then you need to reevaluate, you need to reevaluate something about the relationship. Because if I make you feel that way, then I'm probably not the person for you because I know for a fact that I'm not, and again, this this trip reassured, I know for a fact that I'm not prideful, I'm not, a, I don't have a big ego. Now, there are some moments where my ego may come out, and my pride may come out, for instance, like with these N-words, these men, when it comes to my feelings and showing feelings, then I could be prideful and uh, have a little ego and air with that, but that doesn't mean that I'm a, that that's the person I am, or that's attached to my character. It's just something that I'm working through with therapy in terms of, like, being vulnerable. Um, but in this In this trip, I've learned that I'm not changing myself for nobody. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to behave the way I want, the way I see fit. And if it does not work for people, then it just does not work for you. And I understand that you no longer have to be around me. And I think that's one of the most important things that I learned from this trip is that I am very humble and that it is important to change your environment. I also learned that about myself, I am an explorer, an adventurer, an adventurer. I don't even know if that's a word, but we gonna call it a word. I love adventure. So, when I travel, I don't want to just sit up in a hotel room. Um, I like getting out and seeing the city beyond. I like doing touristy things. Um, I did a lot of touristy things um, this trip. In in New, in New Orleans, when I went to New Orleans, I'm sorry, I did a lot of touristy things. Um, but I also got out and I saw like Nola in Jamaica, we did touristy things, but we was also able to go out to one of like the local like jerk chicken uh thing fam- like what is it not famous. popular jerk chicken spots out there, I think it's called schmities or something like that. It starts with an S. um and be amongst the locals and understand, and like even on one of the touristy things, we was able to talk to some of the locals uh. And, like, really be in conversation with them. So, I learned, I learned this about myself in Jamaica, NOLA, and then, again, this trip just solidified it from here on now. This is the way I want to travel. And this is the way I need to travel in order to be fulfilled. I sit in the house. I'm in the house all day, every day, pretty much. Well, not all day, every day. I work. But a lot of my day-to-day is monotonous, monotonous. monotonous. Um, and I felt like Nemo when he was trying to say anemone, 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 no, but yeah, a lot of my day is monotonous in the sense that I go to work, I deal what I deal with, I do what I do, I come home, sleep, eat, repeat. Right? So, when I do get a chance to break away free from work, I took off, I was off almost I was off 10 days for the strip. So, when I take off work. I don't want to just sit in the hotel room, uh, and I learned this when I went to Vegas with my mama too. Me and my mama had a good time in Vegas, and we did like we had our fun. We did what we did, but we also got up and went and learned about the red rock, rock, the red rock cannon, Canyon. canyons, 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 canyons. um, and did a helicopter ride. Like we we live for adventure, right? We love doing stuff like that. I love doing stuff like that. And at this point, I think she do, too, because she only wants me to travel with her. But we enjoy, that's what I enjoy. I like, I'm in the type of person that I believe in. There is no sleep on vacation. The only thing, the only <laughs> reason why I, I just had to that first, that second day that I was there is because my cycle started the first day. So the second day, it was like brutal for me. And so I was really tired because of my cycle. But I would have pushed through it, right? Um. But I I, I could have pushed through it. I should say I I could have pushed through it. I am the type where we don't sleep on vacation. There's no sleep on vacation. We are sun up to sundown. You get up. You have about five nights and five hours of sleep at night. You sleep in route. You sleep on the plane. That is the type of va- That is the type of vacationer I am. Man, those are the type of vacations I like. Because I like getting up and doing the thrifty stuff in the, in, in the daytime. But I also like experiencing the nightlife. Like, I don't go to clubs and stuff. Clubs are not my thing. It's just not my jam. I did my clubbing. Did a lot of clubbing in college. Um, And then, too, the climbing and culture of clubs these days is just not the same. So, I just prioritize my life. Um, However, in Atlanta, my friend told me that we have to go to a strip club, because he wanted to send me in my element in a strip club, so <laughs> I'm going to do this strip club, and then when I told one of my other friends about it, she told us that told me that we got to do a, a strip club tour or some shit, so I'm going to see what I can do, I'm going to do it in Atlanta, but that's like my one and done type of strip club, I don't like strip clubs, but I'm going to go because he told me he want to, so I'm going to do it I'm, I'm going to be a team player, I'm a team player on vacations too, like I'm down to do whatever the group want to do and but i'm also going to get up in the morning and do what the hell i want to do um and the group can do it or the group cannot do it i don't really don't care i'm going to go do it right so whatever the group want to do i'm down for but i'm also going to do things that i want to do and it's fine they don't have to come like they don't have to come i'm i'll do it by myself but that's the type of vacationer I am. I want to do the touristy stuff in the morning, do like the eating, and I love eating and drinking on on vacation. Like I love trying the little cocktails that different people to be having. I love trying the different foods. I'm a foodie. I'm not one of those foodies that is like, oh yeah, I love to eat. I love food, but only like my palate only extends to what I'm accustomed to. Nah, uh-uh. I want to try it all give me oysters, give me octopus. Now, if I don't like it, I ain't gotta eat it no more, but I can say I tried it. Like, I'm a foodie. Give me, like, give me whatever. I'm gonna try it. If it looks good, if it, if it tastes good, I'm gonna try it. I think the only thing that's off limits for me is pork. Like, chitterlings, all that, but I've had chitterlings when I was younger. Didn't like it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna eat it. Um, Sweet Potato pies, another one And sweet potatoes. It's just off limits for me because it's just I don't have a real big sweet tooth, and no matter what who cooks it, like they just be too sweet. In my liking, so yeah, it's just certain things like that that I'm particular about. But anything else, I'll go in a restaurant and find something on the menu if the group decide on um a restaurant that majority uh pork. I'll find a salad or some french fries on the menu. I will find something on the menu to eat in life. I will find a drink, something. That's just the type of person I am. So I'm excited about this Atlanta trip because I'm going to experience a shirt club. I don't know. I don't like shirt clubs, but I'm excited to do, like, I'm excited for the new experience. Whatever. But I've, I've noticed that I am very much, um... I am very much the individual that wants to be out and exploring. Like, and I want to explore the hoods of these places because I feel like you don't know a place till you know they hood, which is why that boy on that video was so upset. Because you're not used to going exploring people's hoods. Like, yes, put me in the hood, but I'm going to do it safely. I'm going to go to the extent that my intuition will allow. Like, I'm not, I'm going to do my research on what areas of the hood are like most dangerous and like, actively, like, yes, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do my research in that, in that regard, but I'm also gonna go, I love black people, and I understand that black people are not a monolith, a black person from Chicago is not the same black person from New York, a black person from San Diego is not the same black person from Seattle, so, yes, I want to experience black culture everywhere, even if that means me going into somebody's hood, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it smart, like, I do, because I just feel like this, And the rate in which, and this is not to feed into the the narrative of what Chicago is, but at the rate in which I get on social media and it's somebody dying every day back home in Chicago. Look, I take a risk going home, so I, it's just like I I've I've come to the conclusion that I'm a risk taker. I've had to take risk in terms of my career and where I am in life, and I'm my faith. It's far bigger than the concerns of a risk that I'm going to take. I believe God got me. I believe that if I pray on it and it's for me, then nothing in my body is going to tell me not to do it. And I feel like intuition is God speaking to me. So if if I'm feeling something intuitively, very strongly, then I'm not going to do it. For instance, when we went to NOLA, we did this tour through where Wayne grew up at. We did a tour. We went through all of the little parts and we ended up in this little chicken this little chicken joint. Chicken five tail, I think it was called watermelon and chicken or watermelon something something. Chicken and watermelon. Something some. But they had a daiquiri shop right next to it. So on the tour thing that we got got a tour thing that we did. We went to that restaurant, and then we went next door and we was able to drink everything but they also took us to a local bar like one of them little hole in the wall joints and we was able to talk to the locals and everything and just mingle like that's the type of shit i live for on vacation i'm gonna do the touristy stuff i'm gonna do the stuff that feeds the economy you know i'm gonna patronize white establishments with black workers i'm just gonna do it because again i am for the advancement of black people and if this is how these black people have to live their day-to-day lives to make their money, to take care of themselves, take care of their families. Then I'm going to go patronize and put money into those restaurants so those black people can get paid. Now, where it stops is when I feel like there's unfair treatment or the treatment of the black people. Then I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing that because you're not even treating them right. So I know you're probably not paying them right. That's just my mindset. I really don't care what nobody else think of me, how nobody else feels of me. But that's my mindset. But I'm also like, okay, I'm also going to go patronize these local mom and pop shops in these black communities that are probably food deserts that lack money. That's just me. That's what I enjoy. That's who I am as a person. I don't live in this bubble I can't live in a bubble. I don't. I don't live a life that that allows me to live in a bubble. I'm not in a career fear that allows me to ignore certain shit. Like no, anywhere I go, I'm gonna be working in a hood. That's just that. I've already said that. So what other way to ex to understand different places? Like if I wanted to go work in Paris, I'm going i'm going where the black people at. like i'm going into their schools the schools that even though in paris they don't it's illegal to take demographics but i'm going to go into those areas and those communities if i wanted to go to nola i'm going to go into those areas and communities so for me everything for me again is intentional everything is i'm not going to say strategic but i have to have a certain understanding of life that maybe everybody don't have to have so and that's understanding what lacks in, in communities and things like, and really understanding, like, one thing that I feel like I've learned through my, my program that's really important, like, uh, aside from practice and learning how to practice and doing all of this in practice and in theory, put applying theory to practice, understanding cultures, understanding the way people live. So, for me, everything I do in life, like I said, I'm a learner of life. I'm going to go and I'm going to explore, and it can be fun. Again, I just said, I want to explore a hood and Nola, and we ended up at a, at a hole in the wall. Talking and laughing, drinks was strong as hell, cheap as hell, and good as hell. Like got me there. And got me ready for the night. Like, and that was during the day. Like, and got me there. And so for me, that's what's important. Like having these experiences, having these moments. And I've also learned that, like, I'm very, I'm a very patient person. And I and I, as as hard as this journey has been, getting to this point. I appreciate everything that I went through because I learned just how patient this process has made me with people. Um, I'm very patient with people. Uh, and I sometimes I don't feel like I am, again, changing the fucking people you're around, changing your environment, changing who you encounter daily. I I know that I'm a very patient individual, and I love that about me. And I love that I was able to see that in me, because a lot of people tell me I'm not patient. But it's not that I'm not patient. It's because typically the people that you're comfortable around, that's comfortable around you, don't do what the fuck they want to do, how they want to do it, and think it's okay. And then think you're just supposed to sit there and be patient, and, and, even though they keep pushing button after button after button. But I really I realized that I am a patient individual, um, and I am a compassionate individual, and... I know that my tone of voice and me cursing can come off as abrasive or aggressive. But I know that my energy and the vibe that I give out is very compassionate, very patient. And I realized that. I realized that. I learned that. And I just enjoyed that about myself. And I came back to work yesterday. And the guy on the phone and everybody, every call that I got just was like, you know, thank you. You've been very helpful. Thank you. The lady was popping off at me on at work yesterday like on the phone she popping off at me I ain't doing nothing to her I'm trying to help her and by the end of that call she was like she apologized for her demeanor towards me because I was patient I was calm and the energy and the vibe that I gave I was very like compassionate like I'm not here to like harm people I'm only here for the betterment and advancement of people this trip made me realize that I'm looking forward to several more trips out the country I honestly want to commit to myself of taking a trip out the country at least once a year and even if it's not out the country it's somewhere new in the United States um whether it's a new state or a new city in the same state and just exploring and just doing me whether that's alone whether that's with one of my friends like but I know that if you traveling with me I need you to be open-minded I need you to want to be outside because we're going to walk. We're going to walk. Like, I enjoy walking in other places. It's very therapeutic. I don't enjoy walking at home. But walking in other places and just being in a moment and being grounded in that moment and what's going on around you, that shit is so therapeutic. And I didn't realize how therapeutic it was until I was going in the wrong direction um, over there in Paris, away from the place that I needed to be because my phone was tweaking in terms of, like, the it kept rerouting it just was weird. Um, but I was going, and I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't get frustrated. I didn't care, honestly. I was in a happy place. That shit made me happy that I was going the wrong way and had to turn around. Because I got to see a part of wherever I was going, and even though it wasn't much. It was just like storefronts and stuff. I got to see that area. And not just the the area in which, like, not just getting to my destination. I was able to see the opposite side of the area that I was intending to go into so like for me that made me really happy I was very in in that moment I realized how I don't care about going somewhere and getting lost as long as I have like as long as it's like don't get I'm not gonna go somewhere and get lost but it, it's not gonna bother me if me and my friends were walking and one of them told us to go the wrong direction and they got to laughing about it and thinking it's funny. That wouldn't bother me. I'll probably laugh with them be like, okay, so what we got to go now? Because in that moment, that shit is therapeutic. You, this is somewhere you ain't never been before. What's the harm? Like, you ain't got shit butt time. If you're not doing this, what you gonna be doing? Sitting in the, um, hotel room. So, for me, I enjoy walking in other places. I enjoy taking public transportation in other places. Uh, and so, if you're traveling with me, um, be prepared to walk. Be, I'm not going to say I'm going to take public transportation everywhere, in all places. Let's just get there. Atlanta is somewhere I don't think I would take public transportation. Um, But I also don't mind walking in Atlanta. Like, I will walk in Atlanta um, depending on, like, where my hotel is situated and whatever is going on over there. Um, But I probably would take Uber in Atlanta just because I don't know. When I was down there, I don't feel like their trains and stuff was like really close in turn and as convenient as the way Paris was. Um, but I could be wrong. I really didn't look into it. It could it could be just as convenient as close, but in and, and as close. But I wouldn't mind taking public transportation, but Atlanta's probably somewhere I would take Uber to just because everything is just so spread out in terms of some of the things that I wanna do. Uh, from what I saw when I was down there, it was like pretty spread out. Um, but if I was to go to San Diego, I would walk, you know. Um, if I was to go to Italy, I would walk. I'm just saying, I don't, I enjoy walking. So, just be prepared to, so when me and my mama went to Vegas, we walked. We walked. We barely took Uber anywhere. We walked. I think we only took Uber to get to the place where we needed to meet the helicopter. Other than that, we walked everywhere. Like, I don't mind walking. Just take a little break if your feet hurt and then get right back to it. I enjoy, I realize that I enjoy walking to other places to get to know the area, to get to see everything. So, if you're traveling with me, know we're going to walk. We're going to be up from sun up to sundown. And you need to have a positive attitude about it. Get you. We're going to get you something to eat so you ain't hangry. And then we're going to be right back to it. Um, take a nap. In route, if we in a, in a car taking out in route, or you know, just be prepared. Like this is just the type of traveler I am. I remember in Nola, man, in Nola, I don't even think we slept. I don't think we slept on that cruise. I think we barely. Me and my mama barely slept. Uh, we was outside, like we was outside. You know, in Jamaica, I think we barely slept when I went to Jamaica. Like we was outside, even though, like, we were out, we was outside, like, we was up, we was doing stuff, we was up at a certain, we was drinking at a certain time, like, and then we gonna drink on vacation, I can't drink during the week, cause I'm not productive, so most time, like, a lot of people don't know this, but I didn't cut down on my drinking up until, like, two months ago, when it was, all the celebrations just started to happen back and back, I wouldn't drink like that, cause I can't function during the week, when I'm drinking, I be tired, so i didn't even to stop drinking, but we gonna drink, we gonna eat, we gonna drink, we gonna walk, we gonna be up from sun up to sundown. we we gonna experience nightlife, we gonna do the touristy shit, like, I'm so excited about Atlanta. Atlanta, this is gonna be the first Atlanta trip that I take, where it's not business. In high school, it was, when I went, when I first went in high school, it was a college tour, when I went again in college, it was for a conference that I was presenting at for the Southeastern South Psychological Association, and then when I just went this past time, um, I went on business for the Black School Psychologist Network Summit, um, annual summit. So I went and I was able to do little things like experience the nightlife, experience some of the touristy things. But a lot of my day was taken up by schedules that were already like pre-planned schedules. So this is going to be the first Atlanta trip that I take that's just a personal trip just to get like to just be in Atlanta. Even in Houston, when I went to Houston, we were up. I went to Houston, we were up, we were up, we were up. Sun up to sundown, we slept on a plane. Um, I was intoxicated arriving to Houston. So there's that. On a plane, on, on our way to Paris, I was intoxicated getting on a plane to Paris. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's That's what I've learned about myself on this trip. I also learned, like, you know, I just am a great person. I've learned to accept and not second guess who I am as a person in terms of being a good person, like having a good heart, having a good character. Like I'm not a bad person and I've learned on this trip to accept it. Like, because I live my life the way I live my life. I've sacrificed so much. So it doesn't make me a bad person because I'm particular about what I want and I know what I want. Like, man, what do you want? Because I know what I want. I'm gonna go after it, so it's gonna be a certain um, assertiveness that assertiveness. And when people not used to being somebody being assertive, they miss, they confuse it for like passive aggression or aggression or being a bitch or being this or being that. But there's a certain alert le- a certain level of assertiveness that comes with me knowing what I want and constantly going after what I want, especially in this season and transitioning. To this next phase of life because i knew what i want i said what i want i went after it i did it and that was just that and i'm at the end of it and i'm deserving of luxury i also learned that i like luxury and my luxury don't look like okay go on a trip and have a car service my luxury looks like go on this trip being able to do whatever it is that i want however it is that i want get the experience that i want and just spoiling myself the way that I want. Even if that's going up the street to buy, to buy a, a a crepe for five euros and then going to the next up the street and buy macarons for six euros. Like, I don't know. That's not the real prices. But the, like, that's what luxury is to me. Giving myself the life that I want unapologetically being me in that moment and being present and being grounded in that. So I enjoy luxury. I, I saw these Oh, if I could have got them back on the plane, if I could have got them things back on the plane, I would have bought those wine glasses, but I took a picture of them so I could order them from online. But I don't want a plastic cup in my house, okay? I don't want a plastic cup in my house. I don't want, I don't know what, I, Only thing. Only. I'm going to have a few for the kids, that's it. I don't want plastic cups in my house. I want glasses only. The glasses that we were served with the entire time that we were there, immaculate. Oh my god, I love them. It was good aesthetically, like the aesthetics there. Everything was packaged. I want gold dishes in my damn house gold and crystal. That is the type of luxury I'm talking about. Having That going on these trips, giving myself what I want on these trips, and then coming home to exactly what I deserve and what I want and having those same luxuries that I have on vacation here at home. That's the eating, what I eat out of, what I eat with, what I drink out of, what I drink with, everything. I I want that luxury, and I'm going to have that luxury. I'm going to give it to myself if nobody else gives it to me, and that's just that, and I don't feel bad about it. Anybody else can feel it's wasteful and can feel like I don't need gold glasses or what I need gold glasses for. Because I want them. And it's as simple as that. It's Because I want them. Because I work hard for them. Because this is how I see my life. This is how I envision my life. I don't want a plastic cup in my damn house. I have them now. This is where I am now. But this is what I'm telling, putting into the universe. This is the way I see my house. I want the chest. You know, the, the, the old chest. Not the, it don't. It's not gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be modern. But you know the ones that you had in your great grandmama house, your grandma's house, where they kept the fine and shiny that only came out for very special moments and intimate dinners. Yeah, that's what I want in my house. That's what I want in my house, and I'm okay with that. And this trip made me realize it's okay to want luxury in the way that I want luxury. I went over there with the intention to buy. Like I don't. For me, I haven't been in a space like I. I think designer is nice. I don't fault anybody. So having designer, I have a designer, but I do think you should have certain priorities together and things together before you go spending money on designer. That's just me. So a lot of designers that I, I have, like bags or whatever, I the only ones that I bought them for myself were Coach, I believe. Um, I think Michael Forrest. Coach and Michael Forrest are the only two that I have bought for myself. Any other designer bag that I have, It's been gifted to me. Um, And I don't have many. Um, But I'm also a believer that like if it's cute, I'll wear it. It doesn't have to have a name on it. So, um, my intentions of going over there was to buy. I always, I want, I always wanted, um, I just wanted a nice bag like a designer bag because I feel like I'm at the point where I can have both I can have the designer I can have the non-designer I can have my house and pay the amount that I'm going to pay to live nicely as well as shop as a student I had to prioritize one or the other so like I want to get rid of my whole wardrobe and just revamp my whole wardrobe but again it's gonna take time to get there but in this trip I learned that I could do that and I'm deserving of that because I normally talk myself out of doing things. So I went over there with the intent that I'm going to come back with at least one nice bag, right? Designer bag. And so I'm like, I whether it's a parent designer that's like not known, or whether it's like one of the bigger names that, you know, in perfume. Because I really feel like I'm a woman that loves bags, perfume, and a nice pair of jeans. Just now getting into like the shoes and gym shoes and stuff like that. But those are like those are the three things that I will spend money on. Bags, perfume, jeans. And I told myself that I would come back with at least one bag. I came back with four bags. So I bought three Tory Birch bags, a Marc Jacobs bag, and then got perfume from over there. From The perfume came from one of, like, their local stores. And then I went into one of their little local shops over there that they have and bought another bag from over there. So just up in my purse collection, my bag collection, is one of the things that I told myself that I was going to do in this next season. Like, this to really allow my outer appearance to match my inner appearance and what I really think in my head and what I know I'm deserving of. And so, um, I bought these bags and I bought the designer or whatever the case may be. And, again, I want luxury. I want luxury. And luxury, for me, is not having a bunch of designer. Luxury, for me, is being able to buy designer when I want it, if I want it, like I did on this trip. And I stuck to it instead of talking myself out of it like I would normally do. And luxury is also being able to take these trips to Paris or wherever and coming back to a house that I love to be in when I'm here and that has that makes me feel that same royal feeling that I got in Paris that I feel at, that I could feel at home like I want to feel that way at home and when I go anywhere else like and that's just what I deserve and that's what I learned about myself in this trip is I'm deserving of everything that I give to myself and everything that God has allowed me to give to myself. Everything that I have worked for, I'm deserving of it. God has not brought me to this point. And yes, material things aren't everything. But when you put out there what you want, God's going to see to it that you have it here on earth. And if you do right by him, after earth as well. Because that's what really matters. But if he going to take care of you while you're on this earth. As long as you put your faith in him. And as long as you really get in, get out there and get in the field with him. And maintain a humble spirit. And again, knowing what you want. Man, what do you want? Knowing what you want. God's going to give it to you. When you don't know what you want, God's not going to give it to you. Because you might you might mess up this blessing he, he gave to you. Right? So, again, knowing what you want, I think what came to me of this trip is that it is important and the foundation of everything in your life is knowing what you want whatever it is know what you want know what you want and it'll be granted to you it won't be perfect but it'll be granted to you it might come with some kinks but it'll be granted granted to you so if you don't take anything else from this episode it's just knowing what you want when you know what you want everything gonna fall into place when it's supposed to fall into place everything gonna do it be what it needs to be when it do it needs to be that way And I think that is why I was excited to do this podcast and listen to my cousin and my friend and did this podcast because I think it's important to know what you want. Over there the entire time, I knew what I want and I didn't care about nothing else. I knew what Taylor wanted. And whatever Taylor wanted, Taylor did I went and experienced one of their holidays. And saw the Ice Tower light up in the fireworks show at the Ice Why? Because Taylor wanted to do it. So Taylor did it. Without a care in the world, without a second thought in the world, without two thoughts to anything. And I was present in that moment. And, and enjoyed that moment. Um, so for me, if I'm being true to myself, it's to stick beside what I want. Like I would stick beside. It. Um, And just to continue to stick beside it. I was not going to make this podcast episode if it wasn't authentic and it didn't come to me. Like, I wasn't just because that's not what I want to do with my podcast. And so it came to me. But I was sticking to it. I don't care what my cousin said, what my friend had asked. If it didn't come to me for it to be something, I was not going to do it. And so that was my experience in Paris. I loved it. And here are my tips for Paris. I'm gonna end it with this and then I'm gonna be done. Cause this was a long episode. But I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um tips for Paris. Make sure all your outfits have comfortable, like plan cute outfits with flats. No heels. Flat gym shoes. Um there's a lot of walkers. Regardless of what you do, there's a lot of walking. Um, what else? Go with an open mind. Do your research before going. Figure out what things Paris has to offer that would really excite you and allow you to enjoy the experience. I think Paris is somewhere that needs to either be explored for a month at a time or it needs to um, either for a month at a time or it needs to have three different times that you go. I think Paris needs its own trip just to shop. There's so much. Oh my God! It's shop. It's shopping center of the shopping center of the world. Okay. It. You just need a week just to shop. Like don't spend your money on nothing but food and shopping for that week and barely food. Get some little stuff. And then the second thing was I think you need a Paris just to uh, a trip to Paris just to explore, and just to spicy. Don't do nothing else but spicy. Get out and see what it has to offer. And then I think you need one just to eat. They have, I think the men said, over 900 eateries, like cafes and restaurants in, in Paris alone. Or was it France? One of them. I can't remember exactly. But there's a lot of places to eat. And I wanted to try everywhere. Everywhere I passed, I literally wanted to try. I wanted the dessert shops, everything. But I had to be Realistic. And just pick for this trip, right? So, that's another tip. Really be intentional when you plan this trip to Paris. And if you're going to do it all in one, make sure you save. I would say go. I would say spend the least amount of money. Because everywhere in Paris, like all their hotels are small. Find a good one with reviews that's not overly expensive because all of them are small. Everything appears is like cute, quaint, close together, and it has a lot to do with um just the history of how the style of their buildings um of the person who first like created the buildings or whatever that was responsible for the architecture. So find a cute one, something that you can deal with. Don't put a lot of money into where you stay. Um Find a flight that is affordable, pack light, and then spend majority of your money. So say if you budget, I'm going to say, say if you spend $2,000 on the hotel, um, the hotel and the hotel and the, um what am I trying to say? The hotel and the plane. I would say if you spend your time, if you spend no more than $2,000 on that budget another maybe at least five thousand dollars budget another at least five thousand dollars to do your shopping your tour your tourist attractions and your um your eating because you could easily it's cheaper and then don't use your credit card and stuff over there just paying straight euros so that you don't have the whatever it's called, the fees, the international fees, and then when it convert, it's converted back. I would say, but I would say, yeah, budget at least, and when you're shopping, I would say, ex- explore the Sean, I forgot it how you say it, but it's C-H-A-M-P-S-D-E-E-L-Y-S-E-S I think I'm spelling it right, or S-E-S. That is like where all of your Chanel and Tiffany's and um, Hermes and all that that area uh, is where all of that stuff is. I would say, for that area, don't spend a lot of your money in that. If you into like and Louis is Louis is over there too. If you like Louis, then that would be the area to do it. But if you want like Gucci, Dior, Balmain, not Dior, Dior wasn't there. Dolce and Gabbana, Gucci, Dolce and Gabbana, like uh, Prada. What else? Prada, who's another, oh, uh, YSL, uh, Burberry, stuff like that. If you want stuff like that, I wouldn't say do it in that area because it's going to be way more expensive. Go to the outlets. The outlets have sales, and it's cheaper over there, but like your Louis and your Tiffany's and stuff, you would do it in that other area that I just told you about. And then, of course, budgeting for food, making sure you have enough money for food. But I would say have at least 5000 to spend. Um, however you divvied it up with food and sightseeing, I don't think you would need more than 500 to sightsee, to be completely honest. I don't think you need more than $500 to do that. And then with eating, I honestly don't think you need more than maybe $800 to eat. So, maybe $1,300 of the five to 6000 can go towards that. And then the remainder, I would say just use the shop. That's just me. Um... Again, a lot of stuff is easier by train, so factor that into the cost, too. I would say you probably wouldn't need more than $400 for travel expenses. So, it's like, what, $1, $1,600, $1,700 for all of that, and then the rest to to shop. Um, But I honestly don't think you would need a full $400 to travel right out there. That's just me. What other tip do I have here? Go in with the open mind. Um... Make sure you have shoes that are comfortable, like outfits that are comfortable. Um, I think that's it. Those are my tips for parents. Oh, go with someone who's like-minded or open-minded. Uh, don't go with anybody that you feel like will do everything that they want to do, and then when they When it's time for you to do things you're interested in, they don't want to do it. Especially if you're not a person that's willing to do it alone. So, either travel Paris with somebody that you know you could travel with or travel Paris with by yourself. That is my... Like, I had a pleasant experience because my best friend was cool with everything that I wanted to do. And I was cool with everything she wanted to do. So, we did everything that we needed to do and we had fun doing it. I don't think... But you don't have somebody like that to travel with you, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't say travel with, some, to pair somebody. I feel like that's something, some place you need to completely be in a moment with. Uh, again, do your research. And I think that those were my biggest tips to Um Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode and learned hearing me talking, 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 and using talk talk like and stuttering and whatnot because for whatever reason my speech is just not together lately um but i hope you take something from this i hope you are inspired to take a trip somewhere after this uh to treat yourself to something even if it's not a trip um and yeah you all have a great day